0: I love my dad. I love my dad. That's him. If you don't know my dad, you should get to know my dad. He's usually here at the second service. Mom's not feeling well today, but, so I can talk about him. But uh, uh, I love my dad. I love hanging out with my dad. I love talking to my dad. I talk to my dad almost every single day, either in person or on the phone. Dad and I talk all the time. And we usually end up talking about sports. But we talk about other stuff, too. We talk about church. We talk about uh, Uh, family, Uh, we talk about all kinds of stuff, we talk every day and I love my dad, and and I'm not the only one who loves my dad everybody loves my dad, Uh, you tell me how much you love my dad i love yeah the hands going up testify i love your dad yeah thanks eddie everybody loves my dad every my dad could have a television show everybody loves charlie right that's that's my dad everybody loves charlie everybody and i tell you what if they ever decided to do a show it need to be a reality show just get the cameras going in mom and dad's house Ooh, ratings through the roof never mind uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother sermon um but uh, I tell you what, I, I just, I love my dad. I love talking to him, and like I said, we talk about the Packers, we talk about the Irish, we talk about the Blackhawks, uh, we talk about our families, we talk about what's going on in church. I mean, we, we talk about everything. I just, I love talking to my dad. I call him up, and I'll say, hey, dad. And that's usually how it starts. It's just, hey, dad. Or, and, and when he calls me up, this is how he starts. He goes, hey, junior. And now you're thinking, why does he call you junior? And actually, for 42 years, I asked myself, why does he call me junior my name is sean his name is charlie why does he and my mom told me a few months ago that he wanted to name me charlie jr he wanted to name me charles jr and that's why for 42 years he's called me junior i never knew this going up junior get over here junior come here junior stop doing that it's like why do you call me junior that's why so uh, he wanted, and, and believe me, it's a good thing he did not name me Charles Cornette Jr. because if there were two Charles Cornett Jr., Ju- if there were two Charles Cornettes on this planet, it would be a whole different place. Much more, much more scary. Uh, anyway, so my dad, uh, he was a good dad when I was growing up. He's a good dad now, he's a good father. Uh, I, I love my dad uh, when I was growing up he was a good provider he took care of our family uh, he worked hard he worked up at Inland Steel for 35 years 35 years he went to the steel mill every single day rarely missed a day at work worked hard came home stunk I mean just stunk and uh, I remember he, he he loves his children my dad loves his kids he loves his grandkids and he, he would always tell us the same thing growing up. And maybe, how many of you worked in the mill or, or, or your dad worked in the mill? Okay, my dad would tell us the same thing all the time. He's like, look, you're, when you get out of my house, and I can't wait for that day, but when you get out of my house... Um, I, I want you to go to college, I want you to get an education, I want you to go to school, I don't want you working in the mill. And he told us that over and over again, I don't want my kids working in the mill, I don't want my kids working in the mill. And it's like, well why not, what's the big deal? You make decent money, you know, we provide, put food on the table, always had food in my belly, always had clothes on my back, always had a car, to, you know, and we had everything we needed, right, so what, what's the big deal? Well, Uh, In 1994, I came home from college for the summer, and I worked at an aluminum mini mill, Jupiter Aluminum in Hammond, okay? And I worked there all summer. And then I quickly learned why Dad did not want his kids working in the mill, because I didn't want to be working in the mill. Oh, man. I tell you, it is dirty. It is dangerous. It is a much less than Christian atmosphere, kind of like working in a church. But... uh, I worked at this aluminum mini mill all summer and uh I uh I got a promotion they actually promoted me and I was working in packaging I was no longer on the maintenance crew I was working in packaging and this is what they tell me hey you know you I know you're getting ready to go back to school but you don't have to you can stay here and work here if you want you could have a pretty good career here and I'm like no there's no such thing as a good career here at the aluminum mini mill there is no way this is not happening I am going back to school I will fulfill my father's wishes And go back to school And that's exactly what I did And never looked back But my dad was a good dad Good father He cared about his kids He raised us well Um, He's, you know, all of his kids go to church And raising their families in the church Uh, My dad's a good dad He's a good father And I know that not everybody has a good dad Maybe you didn't have a good dad You don't have a good father That's hard uh, I, I feel bad for you. I'm, I'm sorry that you don't have that kind of experience like, like the experience that I've had. And, and so you think about your dad for a minute and you think, man, I, I can't trust my dad. You think about your dad for a minute, you think, my, my dad let me down time and time again. Or my dad was abusive. He was physically abusive or he was, he was psychologically abusive and, and my dad let me down. Or my dad didn't care. He didn't provide for our family. Or, or my dad and my mom got divorced and he left. And he never looked back. And you're thinking to yourself, I just, I can't trust him. And I never could. And I feel bad. And, and, and it's hard when your father doesn't care for you or love you like, like you deserve to be loved. And, and the bad thing about that, it, it's not just bad that that you've got a father who doesn't. Uh, express himself or doesn't show you love but when that starts interfering with your relationship with god because when you hear that god is your father that god is your heavenly father it may make it hard to trust him it may make you want to not trust god as your father because you can't trust your earthly father and so how can you trust your heavenly father what if god were to abuse you or, or berate you because you did something wrong or you didn't measure up to his standards? What if God left you or abandoned you or didn't want anything to do with you? How can you trust that kind of a father? Or maybe God, you're worried that God is going to neglect you and that he doesn't care. God does care. He is a good, good father. I don't know what your father was like. But I know what your heavenly father is like. And I know. I know that he loves you. And I know that he loves me too. He is a good father. The Bible tells us that he is good. Uh, Jesus was talking and uh, um, uh, before I get to that I want to tell you I want to tell you how I know that God loves you in 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 it says this see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are we are God's children and He loves us like a good father and then later in 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, we see how he proved his love for us. He says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. He went to the cross, and he suffered, and he died for us. He took our sins upon himself, and when he died, our sins died too. And if you will put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ... If you will believe in Him and repent from your sins and confess your faith and be baptized, then your sins will be forgiven, your sins will be washed away, and you will be a child of God. And your good, good Father will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. He will always love you. No matter what. And like I said, He is a good Father. He's a good Father. We've been talking about the Lord's Prayer this year. This is what we're starting off the year with. We're talking about the Lord's Prayer in a sermon series called When You Pray. Last week, we talked about uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, as we talked about the posture and the position of our prayers. Uh, We talked about how uh, we shouldn't just uh, use vain repetition when we pray. And I know that some people, when they pray the Lord's Prayer, Uh, they actually pray these words that jesus prayed and they'll pray them over and over again and and it's it's they don't even think about what they're saying it's just they've memorized it they know it by heart and they just kind of repeat it over and over again and and never consider what the words mean so here at the beginning of 2016 we're going to break it down piece by piece and look and see what these words actually mean so we're looking at matthew chapter 6 verse 9 today we're just going to talk for one verse and you're thinking how are you going to spend a half hour talking about one verse? It's God's Word. I could talk about it for eons. But we're one verse, we're just going to look at this one verse. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. And if you brought your Bible, uh, turn to Matthew 6, verse 9. Uh, if you didn't bring your Bible, you can grab one of the chair in front of you. You'll find it on page 685. And uh, you can find it there. Or if you have it on your tablet or your phone, you can look it up using your favorite Bible app. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 just a simple verse with so much meaning. Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Notice that Jesus doesn't say this is what you should pray. He says, this is how you should pray. He's not giving us some kind of incantation. Rather, he is giving us a model of how we should pray this is how you should pray he says and we begin with our prayer by addressing our father and it's so cool to think that god is not like zeus okay he's not like up on some cloud with lightning bolts ready to strike us down every time we get out of step no jesus says when you pray say our father our father. He is our good father. You know how I know that he's good? In Luke chapter 18 verse 19, someone approached Jesus and said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? And then he says this, no one is good except God alone. God is good all the time. And all the time God is good. He is good. His nature is goodness. God is good. Um, He is a good father to us, and he loves us. Um, He has compassion on us. In, In Psalm 103, verse 13, it says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. God has compassion on his children if you have kids or if you know someone with kids or if you are a kid my prayer is that you've experienced compassion in your life and, and the Greek word for compassion, the, the biblical word for compassion is a word that, that literally means intestines it, it, it's a word that means to hurt to, to feel for someone so strongly that you hurt for that person if you've got kids, you know what I'm talking about. You know, when, when, uh, when they fall and, or, or they hit their head or they stub their toe and, and the pain is just so great and they're crying and they're writhing in agony and you're looking at them going, I feel so bad for you that it hurts you to see them hurting so bad. That's God. He loves you so much that it, it hurts Him to see you hurting. He cares that much for you. He is compassionate, the Bible says. He loves you with a compassionate love. He is our Father. In Galatians and in Romans, Paul talks about Abba. It's the Aramaic word for daddy. And it's different than the word for father. When I hear father, sometimes I think about the Von Trapp family in the sound of music, right? The whistle, sh- get in line and everything like that. But there's another word the Bible uses for God, for our father and is the word Abba and it literally means daddy. When I think daddy, I think someone I can climb up in his lap. If I'm broken hearted, I can just bury my head in his shoulder and cry. When I'm hopeful, I can tell him my dreams. When I'm excited i can tell him what i'm excited about he is my daddy my heavenly daddy and he cares so much for us he is a good father he is our father he is our father in heaven meaning that he is ruling and reigning right now god is on his throne and he is in charge he is in control he is the god of the universe he is the lord of all he is the master of everything he is god our father in heaven and like i said he is ruling and reigning over the entire universe there is nothing that escapes his sight there is nothing that escapes his knowledge he is god and he's in charge from the white house to the poor house God knows it, he sees it, he's in control. Doesn't matter what anybody else says. God is on his throne. And he is ruling and reigning in heaven. We'll talk more about that next week when we talk about your kingdom come. You will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God is a good father. He is our father. He is our father in heaven. Hallowed is his name. So, Hallowed. That's a word that we don't use very often. It's a word that we don't, probably don't even know what it means. You don't, like, go to the Five Guys Burgers and Fries and go, wow, these fries, these are Hollywood. I mean, these are some Hollywood fries right here. No, you don't do that. (laughs) Hollywood, Hollywood literally means holy or separate or special. The name of God is holy. It is special. It is not like any other name. It is God's name. We should not misuse it. We should not profane it. It is not ordinary. It is special. In Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-three, the prophet says, I will show the holiness of my great name which has been profaned among the nations. The name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I show myself holy through you before their eyes the nations profane the name of God his name is not to be profaned in Exodus chapter 20 verse 7 says you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name there is a prayer called the Kaddish it's a Jewish prayer and it said exalted and hallowed be his name and may his kingdom come speedily and soon His name is holy. His name is mighty. His name is powerful. His name is awesome. His name is strong. It is the name of God. It should not be profaned, misused, or treated as ordinary. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 6, Jeremiah wrote, No one is like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. God's name is powerful. Proverbs eighteen ten says the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. We are safe in the name of the Lord. Uh, in Romans chapter ten verse thirteen says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There is salvation in the name of the Lord. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. In Acts, uh, when when Paul was uh, recounting his. Uh, testimony of how he was saved he went to Ananias' house Ananias shared the gospel with him and then he asked him and what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized wash away your sins calling on the name of the Lord there is salvation in the name of Jesus it is no ordinary name it is the name above all names it is the name of Jesus I'm not talking about like an OMG kind of thing I'm talking about the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus, where the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of God the Father. It is the name of Jesus Christ, a special name. It is His name alone. We should not treat it as ordinary, for it is special. In uh, Jesus' day, they believed that to live wrongly was to profane the name of the Lord. And to live rightly was to use His name properly. It's more than just what you say. It's more than just, like I said, just an OMG kind of thing. It is how you live in the power of this name. We wear the name of Christ. If you are a Christian, you have Christ in your name. How are you living? Are you living His name out Are you living in Jesus' name? Or are you just praying in his name? You wear his name as his ambassador. Are you living out your faith? Are you living rightly and bringing honor to his name? For his name is special and holy and awesome. Like I said, you may not have a very good father here on earth. You may not have had a very good dad, but I want you to know you have a wonderful, loving, kind, and good Father in heaven who loves you so very much. So very, very much. I want you to know that you may be afraid of him. You may be afraid that He is going to abuse you or abandon you or leave you. You may feel like you can never live up to His standards. You may feel like He he doesn't like you. The the opposite is true. He loves you so much. That God cares for you. Last week we talked about how He knows what you need. Before you even pray it, He knows what's in your heart. He knows what you need. And He cares for you. The Bible says that we can cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. We can give him the struggles that we have. We can give him the the illnesses that we have. We can give him the temptations that we have. We can give him the troubles that we have. We can give him the trials that we have because he is our Father and he cares for us. Our Father who is in heaven. You are His child. You have nothing to be afraid of when it comes to God. Because you are His child. And He is your Father. And He loves you. I want to I do something a little different this morning. We're going to do something a little different here. Just a minute. We're going to dim the lights and I'm going to play a song. It's called No Longer Slaves. It says, I'm no longer a slave to fear i am a child of god and i want to take this time it's kind of a lengthy song it's about six minutes long and i want you to to we're gonna put the words on the screen i want you to to read the words of the song as as it goes along and then it kind of does a instrumental thing in the middle and i want you to i want you to take these next few minutes and i want you to pray i just want you to pray i want you to pray to your father in heaven And, and here's the thing uh I want you to take whatever posture, whatever position you want to take. That's why we're going to turn down the lights. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If If you want to stand and pray, you can stand and pray. If you want to sit in your seat and pray, sit in your seat and pray. If you want to get down on your knees at your seat and pray, if you want to get down on your knees up here at the stage and pray, wherever you feel comfortable, whatever you want to do, however you want to express yourself in prayer before your Heavenly Father today, before your Heavenly Daddy, Pray to Him. Pray to your Father who is in heaven, who hears the words of your heart and your mouth and your mind, and He knows what you need, and He loves and cares for you. He is waiting to hear from you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to hear from you. So cry out to Him today. Cry out to your Father. We're going to play this song in just a moment, and I want you to read the words hear the the music, and I want you to pray. And then once the song is over, I'll come back up here, and I'll close in prayer, and we'll have our invitation. You may be afraid of Him. You may be afraid of being vulnerable before Him. You may be afraid of being loved by Him. But He loves you no matter what my prayer today is that he will drive out that fear from your life, drive out that fear from your heart, and that he would reveal himself to you, and that you would know that you are a child.